On my way to Seattle a few weeks ago, I watched the movie Invictus on the plane. I've seen it before, but I couldn't resist watching it again. It is such a great movie. Invictus briefly covers Nelson Mandela's release from prison and his election as president of South Africa. And then it focuses on a particular event during his first term as president. Mandela was imprisoned for 27 years, and 18 of those 27 were at Robben Island, where his barren cell didn't even have a bed, let alone plumbing, and he was forced to do hard labor in a quarry. He could write and receive a letter just once every six months, and he was allowed a visitor just once a year for 30 minutes. Mandela was released from prison, set free from bondage on February 11, 1990. That day was a Sunday, our day of rest. The gospel passage from Luke today is the story of Jesus' healing on the Sabbath, the day of rest. The leader of the synagogue was indignant. Six days of the week allowed for work, but not the Sabbath day, and the leader deemed healing to be work. Jesus replies, you hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to give it water? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 long years, be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? Every day is a day for freedom from bondage. The title of the movie Invictus comes from the poem by William Ernest Henley. Mandela often recited this poem while he was imprisoned. The poem begins and ends with these two stanzas. Out of the night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishment the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Mandela says this also about our souls. Forgiveness liberates the soul. It removes fear. That is why it is such a powerful weapon. Forgiveness liberates the soul. Mandela chose to forgive his persecutors, a step toward the healing of a nation. But sometimes the person we need to forgive is ourself. While we are captain of our soul, Scripture shows us the way. From Isaiah, if you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil, if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness and your gloom be like the noonday. In the movie Invictus, after Mandela's release from prison, we meet his personal security detail, four bodyguards, all black. And shortly after Mandela is elected president, however, a detail from the 
from the security branch of the South African police, all white, show up at his offices. They've been assigned to the presidential detail. The distrust between the white and the black officers is immediate and a theme that evolves throughout the movie. We know all too well in our current political climate that immediate distrust, that immediate assumption that the other side is off base or deceptive or wrong or even evil. It is a cultural issue of our day which requires a cultural shift. But for now, let's look closer to home. Let's look at how the pointing of the finger applies to our every day. More than we want to acknowledge to ourselves, our challenges in life shape our behavior. Our hurts, disappointments, frustrations, sadness, loneliness prompt us to act out. We need an outlet for what is unresolved within ourselves. It is so much easier to find fault in others than to deal with our own hurt. And so we point the finger, whether at a person or a committee or an organization or an institution, we find fault. And whatever it is we are complaining about is usually unrelated to whatever hurt we are experiencing ourselves. We simply seek an outlet for that hurt. And unfortunately, the longer we leave our hurt unresolved, the more likely we are to develop an injurious lens for interpretation, to develop a false narrative about the person or the organization that is the object of the pointing of our finger. We see through a lens of distrust, and we jump to harmful conclusions, and we build a barrier to learning from one another, to collaboration, to enrichment, to caring and compassion. In scripture, immediately following the gospel passage from this morning about Jesus freeing the woman from bondage is this conclusion. Jesus said, therefore, what is the kingdom of God like? And to what should I compare it? It is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in the garden. It grew and became a tree and the birds of the air made nests in its branches. Can you picture the beauty of the garden, the sense of peace. The kingdom of God is healing. Our souls are meant to be a garden of peace. We are captains of our soul. As the poem reminds us, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. We can overcome. We've all experienced some conflict within ourselves. Perhaps we have a loved one in a bad situation and we wonder what more we could have done to prevent the circumstances. Or perhaps a loved one has died, someone for whom we spent much time attending to their needs and now feel some guilt over our newly found freedom. Perhaps we've had a falling out with a family member or a friend and wonder about what role we played in the disagreement. Perhaps we have pushed someone away and we don't know how to get them back. We all 
have a story to tell. And we all can draw inspiration from Scripture. Jesus wants us to heal. Let our faith give us the courage to examine ourselves, to recognize our lingering hurt or disappointment, to share our story in prayer or with a friend, so to find our way to forgiving ourselves. After all, we are all human. And when we forgive ourselves, we find ourselves withdrawing from that pointing finger and seeking the goodness in others. God's peace within ourselves desires peace for others. Let us have the courage to let go of what binds. Freedom in our soul is for every day. Our faith inspires us to remove the yoke among us, the pointing of the finger, and, leave in the, and live in the spirit of caring for the other, the family member, the friend, the colleague, the acquaintance, the stranger. Then the Lord will guide us continually and satisfy our needs in parched places and make our bones strong. And we shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters never fail. Amen.